street epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. Please follow me on Twitter at MagnaBosco or on Facebook and YouTube at MagnaBosco210. You can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com. Morning. How are you today? Good. Would you be interested in doing a, a little short interview before you do your hike? Sure. Thank you very much. <laughs> are you okay if I live stream and record it? Live stream? Yeah. Uh, okay. Do you know what that is? Not really. Well, like... Periscope? Have you heard of that? Mm -mm. It's basically a way to turn your phone into a broadcasting tool so that people can just watch it live. Okay. Are you done with that? Or? I guess. Okay. <laughs> At the end of the talk, if is you're... I'll time it for five minutes. Oh, five minutes. Yeah. Okay. Let me tell you also what we're doing, like what it's about. I have conversations with strangers about a deeply held belief that they hold. And it could be mm -hmm. anything. It could be about God mm -hmm. or um, ghosts, okay. karma, right. politics or whatever. We, we take five minutes and I just ask questions to uncover the reason why you think it's true. So it could be about anything. All right. Can I get your first name? Tristina. T-R-I-S-T-I-N-A. T-I. Tristina. I'm Anthony. Nice to meet you. It's nice to meet you too. All right, Tristina. Are you going to ask me questions? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and this could be back and forth. If you want to ask me questions, you can too. Okay. But sometimes a belief that you think is really true, mm -hmm. you might even be less certain at the end of the talk. Sometimes more. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes you're just a certain just a little heads up. Okay. What belief, Tristina, do you hold that you really think is true? What we could talk about? Um, mine would be um, my belief in Jesus as our Savior. Okay. It would be helpful for me to understand how sure you are that Jesus exists on a scale from 0 to 100. 100. Okay. Yeah. 100% would be every single part of me mm -hmm. believes it. 0% mm -hmm. is no part of me believes it. Mm -hmm. Are you still 100? Mm -hmm. Okay. There are no parts of you that question or wonder about it? No. I mean, do you yeah. have questions about, like, I have questions about what he's like, but I have no doubt that I think he's real. You have some questions about what he's like? Mm -hmm. Okay. At what point does a question become doubt? Um, hmm. When you, I guess when you question the question, I don't know. Hmm. Is there no, you said that there's no part of you that doubts it and no part of you that even questions it mm -hmm. so that's pretty dang confident you're yeah. pretty dang sure that he that he exists yeah okay is there a, what's the main reason why you think Jesus exists um, well one of the things I believe is that um, God has given us the Bible for uh, to be his word to us and so I will like 
I have spent a lot of my life studying the Bible, and I feel when I'm studying it that there's so many ways that He can speak to me, and so I just feel like completely feel Him real. Okay. If you hadn't studied the Bible at all, mm -hmm. where would you be on the scale? Um, probably a little bit further down, you know, um, you might, I might have questions. It, it would depend on then, like, the other influences in my life. Okay. Yeah, but the Bible's the biggest part of it. Uh, we're hitting about two minutes. What is it about the Bible that makes you believe all the things that are in it? Um, well, you know, I've, I haven't always been 100% confident, so there was a time in my life where I was like, all right, if this is real, then I'm gonna open it up and I'm gonna see what you have to say. And it like struck me what I read. I don't quite remember the exact verse it was, but um, I was just going through a hard time in my life and, um, the, the part that I read just brought me complete peace and it was just absolutely meant for me to read so mm -hmm. that's where it all kind of started I think or that's where my faith got stronger okay. in the Bible okay if you had read a completely different holy book mm -hmm. do you think that you would have had the same sort of reaction to it um, well, I think I've probably, I think I've read a lot of holy, unholy books, <laughs> or, I'm sorry, you said holy books. Yeah, like a, um, uh, the Bhagavad Gita or the Quran yeah. or something. Do you think if you had picked up the Quran, would you? I don't know. Um, I, I believe in studying other things so that you can just be, uh, like, knowledgeable, but, um, and I have tried to read a little bit of the Quran, but, um, I just didn't, you know, really... A lot of it didn't make sense to me, and I don't really know anyone to explain it to me. So. Uh, okay. I've ran into so many people on this trail, and even people that do read the Quran, mm -hmm. and they would say, every part of me knows that Muhammad is real, mm -hmm. that, uh, that Allah is real, Muhammad was the prophet. Mm -hmm. Because I was going through a difficult time, and I picked up this book, and I, I instantly knew that it was, that it was the case. Mm -hmm. A completely different doctrine a completely different God yeah well oh. <laughs> I do um, I have read I've read some things like I've read books about it um, and I still think that uh, I, I would be interested in studying it but I also know that Jesus is in the Quran too so that mm -hmm. that is what interests me to that um, um, book as well yeah yeah so. Okay, well, we've, we've hit the five. We did. You did, yeah. <laughs> that was really... Did it go fast? Uh, yeah, that was... Uh, I was just coming out for a jog. <laughs> oh, okay. So. All right. Um, I'd be more than happy to talk to you for two more if you sure. got the time. Yeah? Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. You said that the Bible is his word and that you studied it. Mm -hmm. But other people... And I don't know if you've ever met them, but there are other people that study other, other books and would be just as convinced. Mm-hmm. How could a neutral observer looking at everyone that's reading these different holy books and being so sure that they're true, 100% in your case, like how, how could we actually figure out that you're believing in the correct God and everyone else is mistaken on it? That's definitely a hard question. Um, 
to me, I think it, you know, I would, I would tell someone looking in, like, to, you know, give it a chance like I did and, um, you know, see if it's true for you. And I believe that the, that it's so true that um, everyone would be touched by it if they, um, you know, gave, like, opened the door and uh, gave it a chance. So. Okay. But that is definitely a hard question. So. Yeah. Could somebody theoretically take your book, give it a chance, and not be convinced by it? Possibly, yes. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I think it also depends on the person, like, opening their heart, too. So, you know, someone, it depends on go, how they would go into it, I think. What does that mean exactly? Like, if you, they go in with a closed heart already, just automatically thinking that they're not going to be touched by it. They might not be if they don't open. Did you, Tristina, go into reading the Bible with a preconceived notion of what you might find? No, that's true. No. No, I was definitely going in as a, it's, you know, um, I had the question, like, if this is real, you know, but yeah, I, but I feel like I had the, the, my heart open to that, so. I want to just make sure I totally understand, so um, correct me if I'm mistaken here, but are you saying that when you were going through the difficult time, you decided to go to the Bible, you opened it up, but when you went through that process, there was some doubt in your mind, or were you going in it thinking, this book is going to have the answers that I need? Yeah, well, I was saying, I had always been taught it has the answers I need, and so I still feel that, you know, I went with the open heart. Um, and, and then, but was asking, you know, if this is how you speak to me, will you speak to me, and then that's how I um, read it and okay. got my answer. And what is the difference between approaching something with an open heart and gullibility? Um, so what is really gullible? Like we should probably define those yeah. terms. A gullibility, from my understanding, and we can, if you have a different perception of what that word is, that's fine. We can hammer that out, but when somebody's gullible, it seems, I would say that's, that they're probably not skeptical. They're probably willing, maybe a willingness to accept anything. Uh-huh. Yeah. A willingness to, let's go with that. Okay. A willingness to accept anything. And so what is the difference between that and an open heart? Yeah. If someone has an open heart, are they willing to accept anything? Or is it different? Well, you definitely have the choice to accept it or not. So, um, someone being gullible just, I guess, ex just accepts it, right? Some people. Yeah. Like, they, you know, you get one of those sweepstakes things in the mail. Mm -hmm. There are people that are like, oh my gosh, I won this. I now have to call this number and give them my credit card information so I could claim the prize. Uh, yeah. Like, they really think, they really think yeah. that. How is, yeah, how is a willingness to accept anything any different than... this concept of the open heart? Hmm, that's a deep question. 
I'm not really sure. <laughs> Would you take some time to think about it? Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm like, I'm not always very good with like, you know, definitions on things. So to me, it, it's kind of seems the same, but I, I feel that there's still a difference. Like, I still feel. Um, I guess I guess with an open heart, I don't know if you maybe have, you know, you think about it more, and if they're gullible, maybe or not. I don't know. To me, being gullible is um, maybe you're not thinking about it. You know, <laughs> I don't. Know. It's an interesting question. Mm -hmm. Why do you ask all these questions? I ask them because, number one, I love talking to people. I consider this my hobby. Okay. My, that's a cardinal, by the way. <laughs> um, my motivation is to live in a community where everyone believes things that are true. Or the, the majority of the population believes things that are actually demonstrable to be true. Mm -hmm. And so many people have all these varying beliefs, like that Muslim mm -hmm. that is 100% sure that Muhammad exists because he read the Quran, helped him through a difficult time, mm -hmm. right? And he may have even gone into it with an open heart mm -hmm. and accepted it. Uh-huh. That's kind of where I'm coming from. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, th yeah. <laughs> I think so. There's actually a few people that are doing it. What was your impression of the talk? And you can just be completely blunt, you're not gonna hurt my feelings. Oh, um, well, it's maybe a little, it's a little odd, but I don't know. I also feel, um, I love sharing my beliefs, so, um, I, I will talk about it to anybody. <laughs> so. <laughs> if, as you go on this trail, let's say you're thinking about the talk, even, mm -hmm. right, like, oh, that's pretty cool, mm -hmm. or whatever, or that guy was a jerk, and you're thinking about this idea of the hope and open heart, and how it is any different than accepting anything, mm -hmm. this idea of gullibility. And you were to conclude that maybe there really is not much of a difference between the two. Mm -hmm. Yet it was such a large reason as to why you're 100% sure. Do you think it would have a corresponding impact on your confidence in the claim that the God exists? Mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. There's something deeper here. Yeah. There's <laughs> something deep, deeper I really here. I do have a deep I feel like I have a deep personal relationship with God and, and above and beyond the Bible then even yeah oh yeah um, okay okay it's funny because um, a few years ago we would uh, actually more than a few years ago probably like eight years ago we would come and pray and walk on these trails <laughs> interesting yeah <laughs> you and your spouse mm -hmm. okay he wasn't my spouse at the time when he was <laughs> You're married now? Okay, yeah. congratulations. Thanks. How long have you been married? This trail is like, this place where I come, I come to run, but I don't just come to run. I, it's like the time where I come to pray and um, connect with God. I was actually okay. just about to play a sermon when I was running. Interesting. <laughs> so I interesting, interesting. Goes, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I would love to spend an hour talking with you, but I don't want to hold you up. <laughs> Can I give you a card? Sure. And if you see me here again, okay. um, I'd love to have another chat. Sure.
be happy to. And you can you can email me too if you want to set something up. Okay. Thank you so much, yeah. Tristina. All right. That was nice really great. Anthony, right? Yeah, okay. Anthony. That's right. All right. All right. Have a good run. Bye bye. Okay, so my initial impressions on that was that, uh, yeah, I do think she is 100% sure that that God exists. We spent a hell of a lot of time unpacking the book, only to learn at the very end that there's something deeper going on there. I hesitated to compare open heart, this idea of approaching something with an open heart, to gullibility. I didn't want to insult her. That was taking a bit of a risk. I think it was somewhat helpful that we hadn't defined the term gullibility at the start, so maybe it softened the impact, because then we defined it shortly after I raised the word, which we came up with uh, a tendency to believe anything, or something like that. Or was it a willingness? She wasn't sure how to separate approaching something with an open heart from gullibility. If that were myself making that sort of revelation, I think it would really throw me for a loop. She seemed pretty stable, like she was just taking it all in stride. That's the impression I got. Um, I did notice the body language a little bit, the crossed arms shifting around a little bit. I kept trying to slowly get closer to her just to get get her better framed in the camera, but she was she was indicating to me that she was comfortable with the space that we had because she would back up if I moved forward even just a a half an inch she would move back we she mentioned the true for you but fortunately we didn't get into that relativism I do think that she she believes that her God is real and everyone else is mistaken sometimes actually quite often people push back on that they push back on that and say well everyone's got even that person that's believing in Allah he's just as true as my belief in Jesus she didn't go that far so she's the type of person that I like speaking to she doesn't run for cover under the, the relativism umbrella. I like the talk. There was no movement on the scale, but that still might be YouTube worthy. There's so many other avenues that we can go with that talk. She mentioned prayer and she comes here frequently and she was just about to play a sermon as she was doing her jog. How great would it be if she just turned that sermon off and just thought about this talk? That's the challenge that I think we run up against. We're trying to inject a little bit of doubt, a little bit of critical thinking yet there are so many distractions from that and that's just a classic example of it she might be listening to a sermon right now and completely forgetting the conversation that we just had that's why it's important for us to spread this this idea of street epistemology so that if she has another conversation with somebody that can challenge her in the same manner that can only be a good thing Street Epistemology is a technique by Dr. Peter Bogosian in his book, A Manual for Creating Atheists, and his Android and iOS app, Atheos.